It's been 10 years since the UFC introduced the rankings to the viewers. With the way time moves, it's really hard to fathom how much has changed about this sport since 2013. This is speaking to the long-term fans, of course. For those newer fans of the sport, what it is now is all it ever was to them and all they ever knew. But because we're coming upon this anniversary as we roll into February, I feel the need to both tell the new fans for the first time and remind the long-term fans of the sport that the rankings are absolutely meaningless. Of course, you don't have to be a long-time hardcore fan of the sport to recognize that. But what I mean is, not only do the rankings hold no significance, they were never intended to mean anything. The rankings weren't even the UFC's idea. When this system was introduced, the brass didn't even like it. It's the executives at Fox that we have to thank for these inconsequential standings that we look at and talk about to this day. When the UFC signed on with the major television network all those years ago, it was groundbreaking because having MMA on the same network and right alongside the other professional sports like MLB, NFL, and the NHL signified that the sport had finally arrived to the mainstream. It meant the exit of the niche era and marked a newfound legitimacy amongst the casual viewing audience. With that came a lot of changes in the way the sport was going to be presented on the production side of things. One of the early orders of business brought about by the new broadcasting partner was the new ranking system of the top 10 fighters of each division, which was decided upon by a vote amongst selected members of the media. The purpose was to follow suit with all other professional sports to give an indication of where each athlete stood, to provide context for the non-fans of the sport and an idea as to how good a fighter is when they were viewing this cage fighting thing for the first time. If I'm not mistaken, I'm quite sure at the time it was even referred to as a marketing tool. One thing I know with absolute certainty is that when news of this new system dropped, it was explicitly stated by Dana White that the rankings aren't even meant for the hardcore fans. Their sole purpose was created for the benefit of the casual viewer who doesn't follow along with MMA or the UFC. But somewhere along the way, the fans, media, and the fighters just adopted the rankings as having meaning for some reason, and to this day, still discuss and debate them as if they hold significance. It's one thing for newer fans of the sport to get on with this sort of stuff, but when I see a fighter complaining about their position in the rankings, I always think to myself, you know these never meant anything, nor were they ever intended to mean anything, right? So for those who are new and those who forgot, pre-2013, before we had rankings, it sort of went like this. There were number one contender fights for title shots, there were title fights, and then there was just kind of everybody else. You earned your way into the contender fights by putting on great performances, stringing some wins together, and being in the right place at the right time. It was all about circumstances and timing and the landscape of the respective division that played a factor in who got into those number one contender fights. Sometimes the opportunities were long overdue, and sometimes people would get them prematurely. That was the case then, and it's really the case now. There was just less debate about it back in the day because fighters didn't have a phony number attached to them. So I just want this to be a reminder that a fighter's ranking isn't even worth mentioning. Look, it's not the worst thing in the world that this sort of thing exists, but in this day and age, I find myself really looking to cut a lot of the fat out of my MMA viewing experience and to get things down to the simplest form. I don't blame fans and media for adopting this idea by Fox executives as ironclad hierarchy. The UFC is guilty for also just kind of going along with the idea. Everybody has played a part in turning this gibberish into actual talking points that people use their time and energy on. When I think about the rankings in this situation, one thing I keep asking myself is why? Why is it that we just kind of accepted this system as something that's real, as opposed to what it is at the core, which is nothing more than a graphic for television? And I think we just kind of forgot. A few people along the way started talking about them, perhaps for leverage of some point, and we all just kind of went along with it. And here we are, 10 years later. But hey, it's not the end of the world or anything. I'm just saying, with the way things are nowadays, with the overload of content, everybody vying for the next soundbite, and many of these fighters and these personalities in the sport being way too overexposed, let's just keep in mind that the whole rankings discussion is one we can do without.
So remember the next time you hear a broadcaster or a fighter or whoever discussing the rankings in a serious tone that it was a bunch of television executives in suits who brought this system into our lives. They were never intended for true fans of this sport. They didn't mean anything back then, and they don't mean anything now.